You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, for not being on fire. And thank you for joining us for the Paper Cuts Podcast, episode 90. Not 91, because I've been told so and double-checked. Dan is not with us this week, and Evan will be joining us ever so briefly because of his massive yeast infection. Evan, get that taken care of. That's a big deal. Uh, But without any further ado, we're going to hand it over to Evan because he has some great stuff to say to us about some stuff coming up. All right. Uh, Listen, guys, first off, I wanted to apologize for my lack of being on here for the past couple of weeks. Uh, Shit is getting really crazy with the convention and... All the extracurricular activities, stuff I do, including my day job. But as a little perk or a little bonus, I wanted to, you know, throw a couple of announcements out here that we really haven't posted yet or, you know, let loose to the public. Um, First off, this morning we announced that we will be hosting a open casting call for the comic book men on Sunday. Uh, that's what? being, yeah, that's that's being sponsored by AMC. We'll have an executive producer there. He's going to be sitting there all Sunday to to. You could sign up for it. There's stuff on you know Garden State Comic Fest's uh, Facebook page if you want to sign up for it. I figured that this would be the place to you know promote that because it's you know weirdos trying to be on a comic book show. That's the place to be. What'd you just call us? You heard me. All right, and I got. You know, I have to discuss these things with my partners to make sure that I'm not, you know, breaking any rules if we have, uh, you know, set schedule for announcing. Um, Three things that I'm going to announce. One, we will be having a charity art auction. Um, We are in the process of collecting art from just as many of the artists that we will have at our show. Um, Pieces of original art that they will be donating to us and the... Charity is something for puppies. Um, I'm not 110 on what charity it is, but they will actually have a, a table at our show, and we're actually hoping that they bring puppies because that would be kind of cool to have puppies at a comic convention. Two, um, Scott Labdell will be at our show as well. Uh, he is the writer for one of the most amazing x-men stories ever written and that is age of apocalypse we were very lucky enough to to have him actually reach out to us and he wants to do our show uh the reason i i bring that up as well as you know a couple of weeks ago the guys over at apathetic enthusiasm did a uh and a what is it the amazing hawaii con is that the name of it um oh yeah one of them or both of them hosted a panel so and Scott was on there as well and through a connection I have at a, at a comic company you know they reached out to us and and we're having him at the show which is which is a really really awesome awesome thing for us so you want me to uh, fight him no oh. you're not allowed to talk to any of the artists Dean that's not fair whether whether they be written or drawn artists no um and <laughs> okay I'm going to say my favorite announcement so far. I mean, we have some really amazing, amazing artists and writers at this show. Um, I have actually put up and shared this uh, Facebook 
album that lists every announced guest that we have done so far. Everybody from Andy Kuber to Bob Camp, Chris Capana, Chris Ivey. Uh, I mean, dozens of them, okay? And these are all amazing, amazing things to happen at our show. What I'm announcing today is probably the most epic thing to ever happened at Men in Arena, and definitely with Garden State. Um, at some point during the show, we have, we have made arrangements with Men in Arena to host cosplay on ice. <laughs> I, um... What? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know okay. what to say about that, like at all. But that, that's um, great. <laughs> um, I mean, the I, only- it, I feel it's the truly worst, best idea. Best worst idea. Yeah, no, I want to go the other way. It's the worst, best idea. <laughs> all right. Yeah, because uh, it, it's something, Evan. I'll tell you that much. I I hope you guys are insured because I feel like there's going to be a lot of broken faces. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. It's through Menon, so we don't really care. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Cosplay on Ice will be Saturday between two thirty and three thirty. Like that's when we're, we're we're rolling it out, which is like right in the heart of the show, which. Due to the fact Men in Arena is actually three hockey rinks in the same building, we will be taking over two of them for the actual convention and tables and stages and whatnot. The third will still have ice on it. So we worked it out that we can send the cosplay players over and, and you know, have some music and and frivolity abounds. I, can't, I honest to God, cannot wait to see this happen. Wait, 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 wait. Would you say that's the coolest announcement? I, I y- yes, I would. I mean, because it's I, ice. I, I got it's ice I got cold. It. I got yeah, it. I got it. I'm really excited about this. It's we have just over two weeks before the show. So July 9th and 10th. Two weeks. Yep. Yeah, I got all of next week. And then the following week, just over two weeks, 9th and 10th of July. I got to I got to clean that place up. Yeah, you do. I got to yes. smoke oh. a lot of meth. <laughs> OK, for, for those that may have not seen it, uh, we also uh, we 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 recorded uh, a promo, I guess. Yeah, with the with the old the old superheroes. It was great. Old, yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Good times had by all. Great um, to get the elderly involved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I, I called in a couple of favors with some people, and I got the amazing Matt Much to act in said promo. Yeah, we released yeah. him Who? from uh, his contract uh, with Paper Cuts to, to cut this, so it, it was good. It was real good. <laughs> I want you to know he is the consummate professional. He came with his own dustpan, his own oversized set of keys, he played the janitor to a T. I mean, he was perfect. That, I, I didn't. I didn't even recognize him after a while. You know, so Did you, he sounds like he's got too much time on his hands, <laughs> or or that, or the perfect amount. <laughs> so, please uh, check us out. Uh, you know, Facebook, the the whole internet. You know, guardstatecomicfest.com. I mean, we still have a couple of things left to announce. Those were the two that I was allowed to. Um, other things are still in the works. Um, it's going to be a really good time. We're going to be there, and I mean, we're always a good time. Yeah, we have a panel at 
12.30. No, one th Hold on. I got to look at this. I can't remember. So many things running through my head right now. We have a panel. We're going to do uh, the paper huts again. Um, it's at 12.30. It's going to go from 12.30 to 1.30. And I, I, seeing as I made the schedule for the panels, I gave us an extra half hour after fact because we're also at the end of our show going to host a Q&A with my partners, uh, Dave and Sal. And the three of us put on the show. So we're actually going to open up to the to the you know the, the customer base if anybody has questions or concerns i'm gonna bring issues. my wireless microphone and walk into the audience and stick it in people's faces that that's the plan um i have for our paper hunt i have i got it i got one of my artist friends to judge it for us mr A uh anthony marques he is an artist he is an editor at Dynamite. He was an editor at, at DC. Uh, really awesome guy. Lots and lots of fun. All right, I so know who to bribe. So, so we're going to have an actual guest judge. We're not going to leave it up to those those people in the stands because they never vote for the right person. <laughs> I, I mean, they gave Dean a, 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 a oh, it was It was a kimono. Come Where on. is the kimono now? It's packed and ready to go for uh, this weekend. <laughs> Goddamn right. This weekend. Nice. So, I just I, I I hope to see as many people out there as possible. We'll have um our table, H twenty three, if I'm not mistaken, just down the run for Greg Hildebrandt, um, in the superhero rink, which it sound it's as fun as it sounds. I, I'm not not for nothing. Me and the G man are gonna have some words. Dean, if you ruin another relationship for me with an artist, we're gonna have a problem. Because Charles Paul Wilson still will not look me in the eyes. Look, I make no promises. Last time I heard he was talking shit about me, and that might have been in my head, but still I have to confront him about that. To I, make you know sure. what? I, I just – here, hold on. This is Chris, Chris Ivy. Okay, so Charles is not in the same room as us. Oof, we're safe. <laughs> Oy. As far as Dean's concerned, there is one rink. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There is no There is no villains rink. That's right. We went with superheroes and villains. Eastman's gonna be there. I mean, Kevin Eastman, dude. Turtles, Kevin man. Eastman. That turtles, turtles, though. Turtles. So, I hope to see as many of you out there as possible. Uh, yeah, that's about it. That's well, all I, I got for the show. Oh, Evan, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, I mean, do you guys have questions, concerns? Do you want to know anything? Uh, why don't you tell people when the date is again, so they get it into their heads, like right now. July 9th and tenth. Of the year 2016. You know, I, I thought it was next year. Good thing you told you, well, me. Well, you never know. Um, uh, Marstown, New Jersey, Men in Arena. Real easy to get to. Real, Evan, real easy to Evan, get to. Evan, where can people get tickets if they want to buy them right now? GardenStateComicFest.com. Wow, that's easy. That is Isn't simple. Isn't it, though? Yeah, just, just, Isn't it though? just one link and you buy them and you're done. How much are tickets? Uh, they vary in price. We have uh, single days two days so we have vip passes left um i Looks think like it, it ranges think, 25 to 45 yeah it's it, they're, they're that's just cheap. so goddamn reasonable why what is the reason not to go there is none there is none because you could be a superhero <laughs> or a villain and you can hang out in the rink and you could watch me fight greg hildebrand he might win he he's, oh, he's he slightly will definitely kick me. your ass there is not a doubt in my mind <laughs> 
Amanda's spry for a gentleman of his age. <laughs> uh, just so you know, he has actually donated an amazing piece of art for the, the um, auction. It is a limited run print of Darth Vader signed by both him and his brother. He's a very so, dynamic gentleman. I got to speak to him uh, last Darth year. Who's Darth Vader's brother? Not Darth Vader's brother. Signed by Greg and Tim Hildebrandt. I so it's it was not a... signed by Darth Vader? No, it's or not his signed brother. by it Oh, that was, be... that was far away long ago. Sorry. Yeah. That, that was yeah. Salvator, actually? <laughs> oh, my God. Dave, Dave <laughs> and Salvator? Dave and Salvator, <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my God. That uh, hurt me. That hurt my not, heart just a little bit. It's not his fault. He's hungry. Is his middle name Anthony, so it's Sal A. Vader? Salvator. Yeah, that's where, that's where I was going, too. He's hungry. Can't help it. Are you proud of yourself, Dean? Yeah, I am. No, no, really. Like, you worked at that one, you swung for the fences, and you dribbled down the third base line. Dude, no, that was a line drive, man. Come on. <laughs> that's a sports reference for those people. You see, outside of comic books, there's this game played with sticks balls. Evan, finish up. Sir. Get the fuck off. We're going to talk about comic books. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. I am going to do my best to be on next week. Can't guarantee anything. Shit keeps popping up that's taking me away from this. But it'll soon be over, and then I'll have a break. This makes Evan announcer guy. Thanks, announcer guy. Gentlemen, thank thank you you, so much. I will talk to you soon, all right? Sounds good. Bye. Well, Matt, it's back to me and you. Are, Are you sad about that, Matt? You're not even answering me. I'm just reflecting on all the incredible things he just said and how sad I am that he's gone. Cosplay on ice, are you excited about that? Because I'm excited about that. In fact, I'm bringing my skates, dude. I'm bringing my skates. I hope hope they're renting skates because nobody knows yet and they might not bring their skates. Oh, that's true. That's really true. they got to be renting skates. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wear the kimono and then have it, like, un- untied so it, like, glides in back of me as I skate. I want to be fucking elegant as shit. You're going to have, like, a, a hockey jersey under the kimono? Just prepped for anything? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know what's crazy? Ice is just frozen water. And speaking of water, Matt... You know what I want to talk about right now? I'm with you. You you, you know, I want to talk about some Aquaman. Wow. Right? Right? That was a good one. Wow. Ten points for me. I'm I'm putting it on the board right now. Ten points for Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I always consider myself more of a Hufflepuff, but... You did? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. More of a Hufflepuff. So did I. (laughs) All right, so so Aquaman, written by Dan Abnett uh, and art by Brad Walker and Andrew Hennessy. Mm, Hennessy, great. No, actually, it's a terrible drink. I'm not even gonna lie, but the the man did good art. Uh, so this is this is a number one. We've been following all the DC crap going on. This is the number one for Aquaman. Uh, and I hate that it's a number one because there was just a number one in the form of Aquaman Rebirth. Correct. That 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 happened last week. Or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Okay, two weeks ago. So I I didn't read Aquaman Rebirth, but whoever whoever the hell was talking about it said it it wasn't terrible, right? No. Okay. No, it wasn't terrible. So uh, this book is uh, going into Aquaman making his best efforts to connect the, the land with the sea, the Atlanteans with the Earthlings? Does that sound right? Uh, I feel like I know what it is, but I don't. 
Uh, okay, the, the the land people with the sea people. He wants to bring them together because it's two parts of his life, and that means a lot to him. So he's got this big-ass embassy set up, and it's it's got all kinds of different chambers and stuff, and he's got all kinds of people that he wants to show to this and everything because this is, this is his move about making everything right and trying to 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 bridge relationships because uh, us the people on the land are afraid of the atlanteans because we don't know what they're about like they've been hidden for so long and it's kind of a scary thing so i get it i get it i i understand what he's trying to do here good move one point for arthur uh, little does he know that Black Manta's all like, I'm gonna fuck shit up in the background. He's peeking through binoculars and everything. He's being a secret agent. And I, I, I don't think I would really appreciate that if he was a peeping Tom on me, but I don't have binocular vision back, so I wouldn't be able to see him creeping on me all the way the fuck across the river or whatever the fuck he was doing. Anyway, Fucking kids, man. Yeah, no, Fucking kids. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're douches, man. And Black Manta is no exception to that because he, he's a super douche, as uh, I believe they're called in the superhero industry. Um, anyway, things are going well. You know, uh, Mira and Arthur are, um, like, mingling with everyone. Everything's going great. And there's this, this reporter from the Daily Planet, and he, he's uh, talking to everyone. He's asking a bunch of questions. Being a reporter guy. And uh, they're they're having some sort of uh, banquet now, like a, a lunch uh, sort of thing. It's all Atlantean food. Yeah. So uh, th- this reporter, I I, I can't it, Ray something. I don't, I don't remember his name, but uh, he uh, he gets sick and he has to leave. And Arthur's or no Mira is like oh Ray De- Ray Delane Ray Delane. Thank you. And uh, Mira's like oh check on Ray or Mister Delane. You know uh, we don't want to get a bad. Uh, Review on TripAdvisor, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Like they're gonna, they're gonna. That's fucking, so silly. Yeah, the knee slapper. But anyway, one of the uh, the sergeants or lieutenants in Arthur's Royal Guard, his like super hey, who awesome is he? security. Uh, he yeah he he's, Sorry. he's like a high ranking military member in yeah Arthur's he's a army. captain yeah he's a, thank you captain that's what I was thinking captain of the guard captain yeah, of the guard right. so. He, he goes to check on Mr. Delane, and we find out that Mr. Delane's not really sick and that he's been planting bombs. And oh, by the way, Mr. Delane's been planting dead. bombs. Yeah, it's, it's spoilers, by the way. Earmuff spoilers, whatever you want to say. But this is a spoiler cast. That's what we do. We so. get spoilery. We do get spoilery. We find out Black Manta. It's Black Manta in disguise, and he's all like, fuck you, stab, stab, prison shank, stab, with his little he's, knife and stuff. He's stabbing Sark, yeah, he's, uh, the captain yeah, of the guard. Yeah, he's stabbing Sark, and it ain't cool, man. It's not cool at all. And uh, he, he pretty much just pins him to the wall, and he hits he hits the bomb, and that starts, like, rushing water in and stuff. And it gets... And it, go ahead, man. lots of people. No, yeah, there are, there are lots of people. And they're in big trouble. Yeah, they are. Oh, except... I forgot Mara can control water, so she's holding it back, and they're trying to evacuate. Yeah, dude, she's all like Jean Grey in this thing. She's like, I can hold it, but not for long! And she's like, go get him, Arthur. Go go sick him. Stab him in the face or whatever. So he goes out to look for him, and... Uh, I guess uh, they're in the ocean? They're, like, above the ocean, but they have sealed chambers so that they can exist above the ocean. So that's what all this water is from. Um, so... What happens is while Arthur's looking around for Black Manta, Black Manta goes and finds Mira and gives her a little little zip zap, little little zap, and uh, she so loses she loses control of the water. She loses control of all the water, and now all the guests are kind of underwater and having a pool party now. Yay for pool parties! 
Except I don't think they swim well enough. No, probably we not. We should have known Ray was no good because they're connected. Manta, Ray. Oh, shit. Wow. Matt, good call, man. Good call. We should have never trusted him from the beginning. What a douche. We shouldn't have. Anyway, uh, th- this is where the book pretty much ends. I mean, uh, there's a quick fight between... Yeah, he stabs Mera, he stabs Arthur. Yeah, and then it's like to be continued, and I'm like, uh, okay. I feel I like wanna... this this just went really quick. Like, I got to the end of the book, I'm like, that's it? That, that That's all we get? Yeah, we're probably not, you know, for all the buildup over the past four issues of Aquaman... Uh, we're probably not actually going to dwell that long on Black Manta because they're just moving along at a clip. Like, oh, he shows up, blows up some stuff, they're fighting. He seems to have the upper hand, but then, you know, what happens next and, you know, he'll be, he'll be taken down a peg in the next issue or two. I mean, it's just, it's quick. That's all I'm saying. It's really it, fast. It's, it's very quick. It happens all within, like, 20-some-odd pages, all this stuff, which... We normally complain about, you know, the the books not getting enough in for their length. This this was like too much, I guess. Or they they stuffed they stuffed the pig into like a a, a one pound bag. Man, it was is a fifteen pound pig. It didn't even fit. It ripped the bag, dude. It ripped the fucking bag. It was not good. It was not good at all. There was pig everywhere. That made sense, yeah. right? No, yeah, totally. No, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> okay, great, great. Uh, so. Matt, would you would you recommend this to people? Like, if if they were like, "Man, I, I really want to read a DC number one." Is this the one? Is this it, Matt? Much? I'm not sure if this was it. I would have steered them more towards. I I don't know if we agreed on this. I would have steered them more towards the rebirth one shot because that was good. This I've been an incredibly recent Aquaman fan to the tune of like four issues. That's a lot of issues. This is, this is the first one where it's starting to decline a little in the overall quality we got no jeff johns without jeff johns there is nothing anyway (laughs) i don't mean that but i mean i'll i'll stick with it i want to know what's going on i want to see how he deals with black manta i'm on board i do too but i feel they use black manta too much they need to use some other villains sometimes because i guess that's like aquaman like that's that's aquaman's biggest villain no doubt but they they can they can make some new guys they can do some new stuff but, I guess I'm not affected because I've been a fan for four issues. Yeah, no, that's not a long time at all. So you got you got time that much. You got plenty of time. I got plenty of time to get sick of Black Manta. Yes, yes, exactly. So that is a uh, cautious buy it from you, or yeah, okay, ca- yeah. cautious buy it from Matt. And I'm gonna say uh, you should wait a couple issues. Wait three issues if uh, pick up a trade. Yeah, pick up pick up a trade maybe. Uh, that could that could potentially be good with the pacing that we're complaining about. I believe so. I believe a trade is in order. Uh, you know, so ah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Speaking of what happens, because mm-hmm. I didn't know what happened in this next book, is yeah. uh, Lucas Strand. Just fucking, I'm not even gonna try and explain it, Matt. Can can you can you give this a shot? I think I can. So we got a an ex military guy, and he's he's uh, he's not doing too well apparently he's in constant pain he's just trying to hold down a bottom of the barrel retail job and uh his boss is being a dick and he knocks him the hell out and then he walks out 
which is the finest letter of resignation I can think of. Then he goes home, he does some coke, uh, drinks some booze, because that's, that's how well he's doing. And then, after doing all that, he jumps in a car. And uh, he's not on his uh, correct... He's, he's not... Down the right mindset, Matt? Yeah, he's not on the right mindset, because he, he almost runs into a guy, first of all. But he doesn't know he almost ran into a guy. He thinks he almost ran into a giant spiky demon or something, which uh, I, I don't know. I mean, demon, the... guy, same thing. I, I, I mistake people for spiky demons all the time. It's either the coke or the booze. Uh, and then uh, he, he bakes it home, which is a miracle in a, of itself. And then he's apparently got an indestructible television because he's watching it and he's mad at the TV. And he hucks a bottle of Jack Daniels at it, which does not break it. Then he punches it, and that doesn't break it. So I don't know where he got that TV, but that's really unimportant. Just stuck out to me. I don't know, man. I mean, I'd like to know where he got that TV. I think that's the point of this book, is to focus back on that TV. (laughs) Because, uh, you know what? That's going to be the villain of the book, is the TV, I'm telling you. There's nothing to necessarily disprove your claim. But, uh... (laughs) What also does not disprove your claim of the TV being the ultimate villain of this six-issue miniseries is the fact that he goes, he leaves a note for his mom. I guess she's coming by later. He pours out all of the dog food for his dog, and then he puts a gun in his mouth and blows the back of his head off. And that was a little startling. I mean, we really got ten pages really just chock full of how miserable this guy is but then out comes the gun and then goes in his mouth and you're like wow that's where can we possibly go from here that's certainly escalated quickly i mean you murder yourself that's that's normally end of the book you know black page after that usually that's the end but um then he just he opens his eyes and there's a military guy standing there and says uh you're not done yet uh, you got work to do, and he's he's still holding the gun. Uh, he doesn't. He has the back of his head. He thinks like maybe he's having an out of body or something. But then the the military guy just punches him in the face and says, "This this is not a hallucination." And he tells him that uh, well, he tells him there's a guy at the door and not to answer it. So naturally, Lucas, he's uh, he's making a lot of good decisions. He goes and he opens the door, and it looks like a little old man. But uh, he he busts down the door and knocks Lucas on his ass, and he's some kind of demon man. Yeah, and, he's a um, weird little demon man too. In a in a bowling shirt. No less in a bowling shirt. I mean, you know, to be honest, if I was gonna be a demon, in a bowling shirt would be the way I'd do it because that's that, you gotta blend in. Yeah, dude, you gotta blend in, and I mean, nothing better than looking like the dude in a bowling shirt. And if there is ever to be any question, maybe because you've watched a lot of Buffy and Angel and you figure maybe the demon isn't a bad guy, he throws and kills the dog. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. So you know he's the bad guy. And then his his head catches on fire. Oh, yeah, he he gets shot by uh, Lucas. Yeah, that's why his head's on fire. Yeah, in the head, MBD, though. Like, that doesn't matter. And then I did read this twice, and I got a little confused... Maybe I missed something, because then uh, we're in what? Are, where are we? Nazi Germany? Yep, nineteen forty-five. I believe they said Nazi Germany. And I, 
you know, I was a little tired. I read it twice. I'm not sure. Why are we here, Dean? Uh, because shut the fuck up. I believe that was the answer the lady gave. Yeah. Like, I, there was no answer. Either I don't know when. It's just like, okay, so like in in regular stories, you'll have like, oh, here's our main character. And then you'll cut, and here's our other main character. But they're usually in the same time. Time frame, period. yeah. Yeah, you're right. And um, so what, what we've essentially got is uh, the Nazis who uh, in many a fictional storyline are experimenting with uh, demons and such. Yeah, that no, right? yeah, that, that's that's no surprise. I mean, I I don't know if that's happening here necessarily. Maybe I don't. You know what, Matt? To be honest, well, to what God, about I don't know. What about the last page? Well, that certainly, yeah, that certainly looked like with, a demon. With the fucking demon. But I, was that because he was wearing those weird rose-colored glasses? No, I think he's just an optimist. Oh. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what the fuck was going on in this book. Like, I tried. I went back. I tried again. And I was like, no, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, the word, word, the army guy was there, and then he wasn't there. And then when they're talking to the, the colonel, and then someone says colonel, and then he snaps what I think is the colonel's neck, but where's the other guy who said colonel? I was I was so confused. I, I don't know, like... Oh, no. Oh, it's the same... It's the same army, man. But it doesn't make any sense then. I'm I for some reason I missed that it was the same army man, but he's this is probably why he's showing up in people's immediate afterlives. I guess this this is all right. Let's let's cut to the chase, man. Um, it, it's a it's a really weird fucking book. I I don't know if anyone's gonna really understand this any better than we did because the. The linear story progression is not there. It's non-existent. Um, yeah, you you kill off the title character and then you smash cut to Nazi Germany. Yeah, uh, doesn't like he died fucking twice, twice, and like in a matter of I'd say like ten pages, and now he's back again with this girl who you know nothing about. Like I don't even know if they they said her name. Maybe. Maybe they said her name. I'm not sure. I think you got more out of the the hostess that was in the the hotel than you did out of his companion. Yeah, I don't know. I I looked it over again. I'm still not sure. No, yeah. So, uh, real quick, writer Kurt Sutter and Caitlin Kitredge and uh, art by Jesus Haveras and Adam Metcalf. So... You know, uh, I don't, I don't know what you guys are doing. I'm not. The art was fine. Art, it was. There's nothing wrong with it. Just kind of there. Not nothing too special. But the writing is what really kills this book because it's just so all over the place. You don't, you don't know what's going on like at all. And I don't it, know. It might not even be the writing. It might be the transition. I don't know. I yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. I guess you could have a point. You know, but. The, the, yeah, you know what, Matt? I'm I'm at a loss. I'm really at a loss. I, this is a don't buy it from me. Just period. Ah, uh, sorry. Mm. No, don't buy. It's okay. I mean, it's not like Kurt Sutter or uh, Kitredge listened to this, so I th I think we're off the hook. I I think you know we'll be okay. 
What do you think? You think they're listening? Uh oh, we just lost follow. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. No, oh, they're not. Oh, oh no, our subscribership's going down. Big fans of the show, Dean. Big fans of, of the show. They're. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten, of course. Every time. All right. No, I just didn't. I mean, it was a little too uh, sudden a cut, and it just doesn't make any sense. No, you're right. It doesn't doesn't flow, and they did nothing to really like retcon anything or even try and explain it. They just kept going like we'd get it sooner or later. But you can't. There's there. Or you think it would loop back around even when you realize it's the same army guy, but it just doesn't. No, it just doesn't. No, yeah, it's 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 fucking weird. I I don't I didn't get it. Uh. But anyway, let's... Uh, speaking of not getting it? Spe- speaking of not getting it, uh, shit, that's a tough one because both these books I got... Um, no, I think it's it's Deadpool versus Gambit. Yeah? Yeah, you think so? Because eventually you get it, but they throw you for a bit of a loop there, don't they? Yeah, all right, yeah. You know what? I got you for that one. Speaking of not getting it, let's talk about Deadpool versus Gambit because the V is for versus. Um... So oh, this is by Acker and Blacker. Acker and Blacker, so much more the, sense. the dynamic tag team duo that is Acker and Blacker. Artist is Danilo Beirut. Uh, what a fucking name. <laughs> I just want to say, the cover did make me laugh out loud in the store. Oh, the kissing booth? For some booth? reason. What? The kissing booth one? No, just the fact that it said the V is for verses but it's still an abbreviation. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah, there... I don't know. I just thought that was really funny. I don't know why. There there was a pretty good variant cover of uh, Gambit and Deadpool at a kissing booth, and Gambit's is $25, and he's got a line of girls. There's a squirrel girl. There is a... There's squirrel girl. That's really the only one I could <laughs> I know for sure. Um, it's an entire line of squirrel girls yeah, there's, from there, all different universes. Yes, exactly. But no, there, there's a bunch of lovely ladies standing there waiting to give Gambit uh, their money. And then you see um, Deadpool, and he's glaring at Gambit, and he crossed off the dollar sign, and he put cents next to his little uh, 25. And there's Bob standing there waiting to get a kiss from Deadpool. I wish I'd seen it. Uh, I'll show it to you later. I'm sure you'll like okay. it. Um, so there, there's th- this book was a little confusing. Um, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Well, they're they're in line for an Acker and Blacker production, which is a little Easter egg for you. Thank you. Uh, sorry, Deadpool and Gambit are waiting in line to get into a theater production by Acker and Blacker. Because they, uh, their company is called the Work Juice Players, which is in the first frame. I did see that, yes. And uh, they see each other, and uh, it looks like they're about to attack about to each have other. A fight. Yeah, and uh, then they're like, "When was the last time I saw you?" And then they're like, "Oh yeah, that Spider-Man and Deadpool thing." So they're Spider-Man and Daredevil. Spider, sorry, Spider-Man Dare- Daredevil. Thank you. And then Smash Cut Two. Spider-Man and uh, some daredevilness. Uh, there, there's Spider-Man. He's he's in a suit, and uh, he's he's in the museum, and he's he's not Peter Parker. He's he's wearing the Spider-Man outfit in a suit, and um, he's he's saying some stupid things. So uh, yeah, they, he's he's talking really strangely, and I'm like, they they kind of got me because at first I'm like, wow, this is an incredibly incredibly poorly written book right but it, it comes together right. it comes together. exactly like i kept reading and i was like this is stupid they're they're acting really dumb like 
I, like, thank God this is a mini series because this is garbage. Right. So they're all they're all like fighting and stuff, and they're they're running around. There's a bunch of juxtaposition here. They're talking back and forth and everything, and it's it's like all right, like I get it, like, and then and then Spider Man singing Destiny's Child, and I'm like, this is getting weirder and fucking weirder. But let's 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 just keep progressing. So they they keep going. They they run through I'm it. Like why are why are Daredevil and Spider-Man, Spider-Man even fighting, fighting in right, the first place? Right, exactly. So it's, it's it's fucking weird. And you you just, you just keep reading because you want to find out. So they they end up uh, crashing into what looks like a ripoff of Hamilton, uh, which is yeah plenty funny and uh, plenty relevant. Which is again kind of cool that they did a shout out to Hamilton. Uh, and there's an editor's note that says one likeness has been changed for legal reasons. See if you could spot it. And it's pretty obvious because it's it's the head on on money. So Yeah, it's the head from money pasted on onto the actual person. Yeah. So it, it was pretty great. Like I, I thought that was funny. Um so if you guys haven't already caught on, this is a funny book. Cause it's funny. So re- silly book. so read it if you like funny things, but we'll keep going. So they end up at like a uh, I guess a farmers market. Yeah. Uh and if you've ever been to a farmers market in in Brooklyn or anywhere around there, um it's entirely hipster. Yeah, it and it's a very accurate representation of what's going on here and they're they're making all the 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 funny jokes going on about like, "Oh yeah, this is vegan and that's Bean beangen and they're like, what's beangen? And it's like, well, if if you don't want beans in your stuff, you get you get beangen. So and he says, I think those girls were the girls from Girls. Yep. Yeah, and uh, it's it, and then they 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 say something like, uh, yeah, I I was a fan of Spider Man and Daredevil before they were wrecking, and I'm like, God, this is, oh, this just they're really rubbing the hipsterish in here, but. Anyway, uh, they... And then it turns out that uh, Matt Murdock and Peter Parker at the farmer's market. Yeah, just getting some coffee, man. Just chilling. And and they don't know what's happening because Spider-Man and Daredevil are wrecking the farmer's market. Yeah, so Spider-Man and Daredevil getting some some hot water because other Spider-Man... pick up on it, (laughs) it's not them. Yeah, so so other other Spider-Man and Daredevil get away scot-free while real Spider-Man and Daredevil have to take the blame, but... Then we we cut like Spider-Man Daredevil like then who 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 did this and we find out it was spoilers by the way earmuffs whatever you want to do uh it was Deadpool and Gambit fucking posing as Daredevil and uh Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man yeah so it was it it's it's pretty funny and th- there's like a whole thing that goes on they're fucking. Uh, talking about all oh, great work they were doing this for what, what's the guy's name Raul Raul what Raul something or other uh, Chalmers 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 I'm gonna say Chalmers yeah Chalmers Raul Chalmers and he he put the whole heist together and everything and um everything's going great and then uh Gambit notices there's a gun under the table and he's like what the fuck man you know the this is this is not right and you know th- are, are you trying to double cross me and Deadpool's like uh what and then Gambit flicks a fucking diamond in his face and because he's Gambit it explodes in Deadpool's face because because Gambit I don't understand his powers I don't know what the fuck they do anyway he's able to charge objects with pure kinetic energy I want to do that that I need that to be my job 
Uh, anyway, so we go on a reverse jaunt through their uh, first uh, escapade, and uh, they only notice about, like, three pages through that, like, this is kind of familiar. There's just a lot of fighting back and forth, and they're like, wait a minute. And um, they they realize they've been set up, and good old Raul stole all their diamonds. He, he put the gun there and uh, uh, tricked them both so that he got to get away with the money. And then we go back to the present, and um, Raul's there, and he's like, "Oh, uh, by the way, can, can can we talk before you guys maybe want to murder me?" So he brings them into whatever fucking place that they were waiting outside of, and he's like, "Man, listen, guys, uh, you know that was douchey of me, but I got another job for you, and if you do this job, I'll give you the money from the last job." End of issue. So, uh, yes. yeah, um, uh, I liked it. It took a while for it to come together because, uh, like, as Matt said, when you first read it, it's, uh, it's, it's a little weird. Things aren't really, uh, adding up because Spider-Man doesn't talk like that, neither does Deadpool. And they're, like, bickering back and forth. I mean, they literally say, like, nuh-uh, and I'm like, oh, this is, I'm gonna throw up on, on the book. I'm literally gonna throw up on the book. I have wasted $4. Um... But they, they they pull it back together, and I, I actually I like the book. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I liked it when once it came together. It's a funny thing. I guess it's far more often than not that the reader will be in on the joke, even if the characters don't know it. But this was kind of the opposite. The characters were pulling a prank, even on the reader. Yeah, it took us. It took the reader a while to to get to know what was going on. So. Um, we, we didn't list everything. There's still some surprises if you guys want to read it. So I would say pick it up. It's, it's a really funny book. There's some cool Easter eggs going on, like Matt said. Uh, and I, I mean, just overall, th- this could be a, a good miniseries. It's definitely not going to turn into anything, um, like permanent because it's Deadpool and Gambit. Like it just, it just won't. I'm sorry for all you Deadpool Gambit team up fans, but enjoy it while it lasts. I'm sure six issues will be plenty for this. Yeah, it could be good. I usually like Acker and Blacker. Acker and Blacker, man, they're they're the best team up uh known to man. Uh actually with the exception of Dean DeFalco and Matt Much. That is the greatest team up known to man. I don't know if we're as funny. Matt, you know we're as funny. You know we are more funny than Acker and Blacker. In fact, cage match, Acker and Blacker next week. Matt Much Dean DeFalco versus Acker and Blacker Incorporated. We got this. I don't usually fight people. Listen, just bring your dustpan. It'll be fine. And everyone's keys. Yes. Yes, I like it. I like it. Okay, so speaking of I like it, let's talk about the Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number four. Yes. Is that it? Just yes, we're yes by the book? Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) the plot... The plot's really good. It's it's a little what do you, what do you call it? It's less episodic than the show. It's a it's a continuing thread, which is different but good. Right. Uh, it's a cohesive story. It's not over in you know the twenty two pages or twenty two minutes of the show, which is great. Uh, they they also do a lot of things. I mean, um, let, let's not talk but, about the story too much because I think there's plenty more to talk about here than just the story. 
um, which again, let's say that the story is more serious than the show. Right. Um, it's th- definitely a lot more. Serious. It, is, it is much more serious, and uh, it's much more character driven in this. Uh, whereas, you know, I I mean, Power Rangers, the the TV show, is essentially Monsters of the Week most of the time, unless there was a big special going on. And then oh, you, it was absolutely yeah, and then, Monsters of the Week. Of course, yeah. yeah. And then and then you had like a three episode span where you know it focused a little bit more on the characters. So, I think this book, now that I think about it is not just a Power Rangers book. This is a Power Rangers book for people now who are older, who were fans of the original show when it came to America, and now are older, and they're following the tastes of more grown-up, if not mature, people. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with you, man. Uh, and th- this this book does nothing wrong. Kyle Higgins, the writer... Uh, is doing a, it's doing an awesome job. Yeah, he's doing a fantastic job of writing these these characters well, and yikes! Y- yeah, I mean, th- kick my mic. Sorry. Oh, no, it's it's cool. I mean, uh, th- this goes like behind the scenes. It pulls the curtain back, so you could see like what a real team actually works like when they're beginning. Because you know, I mean, the Power Rangers TV show was for kids, so. You know, it was very light-hearted and everything, and I, I mean, that reflected most of the time. But this book, you know, there's a lot of strife going on between this, these, these characters, this, this team, because Tommy's new to it. You know, he's, he's even on the fence about being on the team in the first place, and then like, because he was very recently evil. Yes, yes, of course. This is, uh, I mean, this story picks up right after he. Uh, was uh, recovered by uh, the Power Rangers and was uh, brought back to his uh, sane self. So uh, f- from there, like it, it's it's a big trust issue with uh, the original Power Rangers trusting Tommy, and he's trying to over- overcome a bunch of things that Rita did to him that's still kind of lingering around. So we got all this stuff going on, but I gotta say some of the coolest stuff in this book is the things they are doing with the Zords. Yeah, it's it's a fun, it's almost kind of a treat. It's a thing they probably could have done or should have done a couple dozen times, but they never, I think they did it once, which is use the Zords not combined into the Megazord, actually creating a, a strategic multi-vectored attack on a monster. You know, yeah, I, I, at most, I mean, we can understand why that didn't happen because Power Rangers was a kaiju show. It was guys in suits dressing up, knocking down buildings and shit, and that that's how the 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 show went. They were working on a budget, so uh, all the smaller creatures were basically just like little models, and they had their sequences, and that was it. And after that, they they ended up in the combined form, and that's where the guy in the suit came in, and you know he'd go around and bash shit up. So we never really got to see the Zords interact separately. Is a guy in a suit? I'm sorry, Matt. No, it's not. It's totally not. I made that up. I'm a dirty liar. I'm it's sorry. It's a giant robot. It is a giant robot. You're right. You're right. I'm I'm stupid. I don't know what I was thinking, but Trump trampling around in a strangely paper mache Japanese landscape. That's supposed to be a West Coast American town. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. But uh, what what what's cool with this book? Because in, in the show, you had maybe the t- uh, Tyrannosaurus uh, dinosaur. You had 
the dragon zord by itself you had that titana titanazord for a while every now and again that came through and that was about it that's all you saw separate so um in this book you have all the zords acting separately and i i mean this book in specific you have the triceratops zord doing really cool shit like it shoots out uh its its horns like harpoons and it uh, it sticks into the dragon zord, and Billy's dragging this fucking dragon zord back to the water, and I'm like, damn, that's cool. And then it gets even better. The fucking triceratops uh, zord. The mast, mastodon. No, because the triceratops is already dragging him out to the ocean. Well, no, that that's what I mean. Like he turns into a fucking boat. He turns into a oh, boat, yeah, yeah. bro. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is so goddamn cool. But what what does the mastodon uh, zord do? Well, he freezes stuff. Right? That's fucking dope. That is fucking dope. Because then Rita's like, oh, no, fuck this. Like, I'm bringing out the sharks. I'm bringing out some shark monsters, and, and we're going to... And that's that's another thing. You'd think, wouldn't it make sense? You got Finster, who is a monster maker. And if the Power Rangers are dealing with the monster, in this case, the Dragon Zord, just throw another monster at him. Get the upper hand. And he does it. Yes, it makes perfect sense. He throws a shark monster at them. Like I'm, I'm sure Kyle Higgins, if he didn't watch the show, did some research about what people might not like because it's like he's in our heads. It's, it's like he was us as a kid, being like, "Well, why doesn't he just make another one and throw it down? Like then, then Rita can keep fighting and I can keep watching monsters fight." And that, that's that's kind of what happens. He's like, listen, I got that answer, and I'm going to do it for you so we can keep seeing this monster fight happen so it'll be better. And that that's – it's it's fucking great. I mean uh, – and, and, all right, so long, long story short, you know, this turns into a whole thing because now there's sharks and shark monsters here, and all the Zords are fighting, like, uh, the, the different shark monsters. And then Tommy's like, fuck this. And he, he – he, uh, by the way, not in charge of the Dragazord uh, – uh, right now, Scorpina's yeah, control. Scorpina is controlling it. So he he teleports down on top of the fucking dragon zord, uh, and then he jumps on the pterodactyl zord, and then he jumps off of it again and fucking kicks a hole through the dragon zord's eye like a fucking boss, like a That's boss. Nuts. Right, like That's crazy. Yeah, that that shit just didn't happen in the TV show. So like it's, oh god, it's. It's like a real like superhero book. It's it's fucking cool. Like we didn't just get a regurgitated Power Ranger story. We're getting all this this extra material that is good. And and boom, for what you fucked up with with Lucas Stand, you're you're doing great with Power Rangers. Just keep doing what you're doing with that. You know what? Don't don't do any other books. Just keep making more Power Rangers. I'll be happy. And keep making Power Rangers pink too. Is is that an ongoing or that, or is that a miniseries? It's or? a miniseries. Okay, okay. That we got one of cool. them. All right, and it's pretty damn good. I I heard. I actually I got it on my uh, tablet. So if I get time this weekend, um, I'm gonna try reading it if I get a chance, which I hope I will. But I probably won't because we're gonna be pretty busy this weekend. And let's just, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. We'll we'll actually say we're not gonna spoil the end of this book because it's so nuts. You have to go out. You gotta buy it, and you have to find out because it's crazy. It is. It is fucking crazy. It's dope, man. Like, I'll tell you what, the end of this book is something that happens like in the super duper like series, or no, like season finale of the Power Rangers that you had to wait like fourteen months for. And oh god, it's so good. It's so fucking good. It's so good. 
you, you just just read it. Just read. Why, like, don't even take our if word the, for it. You just just go get it yourself. If there's ever a time you want to know what happens next, it's this book, this issue. Oh, it's absolutely this book and this issue. Like issue four, man, go get it. And if you haven't been reading this, do yourself a favor. Just go pick up the back issues. It's it's more than worth it. I mean, you might you're gonna spend less than twenty bucks. Which, to be honest, what can you buy for twenty bucks this day? I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you. You can buy four issues of Power Rangers and enjoy yourself for at least two to three hours, and then read it again and again and again and again and again. So you'll have multiple hours of fun. I can tell you that much. And then you can go ahead and write us an email and tell us how great it is. Mailatgeekade.com. Just tell us we were or right. Or find us on Twitter. Or find us on Twitter. Yeah, you could do that too. But we'll we'll get there. Yeah, we we will get there. Um, speaking of getting there, I think I think we're we're done with the books, right? We hit all the books. Oh, are we there? I I I think we are. Like uh, we we talk, we wanted to talk about four books, and we we have talked about four books. Talking about four books. Yes, yes, we have. Yes. Okay, so uh, I believe we are there. So announcer guy, take us over there. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners, did you know the Geekade crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geekade website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geekade by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekade.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan. Announcer guy, I never knew how good of a traveler you were till right then and there. And I, I don't mean that there. I mean the other there that we were talking about right before when we were over there. And now we're over here. What? Yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool, Matt. It's science. It's science. It's not. So, no, that's not. It's science. Don't worry about it. Anyway, Matt, um, you know, where, where, where can people get in touch with us if they want to speak to us individually? Like what website? That would be geekade.com. Yeah, you can. We have a nice little contact us tab. You can click on it. And I've used it myself. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, multiple people have. We get fan mail all the time, and we'd love to get fan mail from you. Uh, you can talk about anything you want. Just address it to whoever you like, and um, it's it's that sim- simple. Now, if you want uh, a more, um, I don't know, say easier approach, more email-oriented approach, I'll tell you what. I'll give us. Uh, uh, I will give you our email. It is mail at. Are you sure you want? Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's fine. I mean, it's cool. You know, I, I it's 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 our personal one, but MBD. I guess they could have it, right, Matt? They're cool enough. Yeah, they're listening. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, enough. totally. You guys are listening. So here you go. It's mail at geekade.com. Just an email. Talk about anything, man. You want to talk about books? Cool. You want to talk about writers? Cool. You want to talk about artists? Great. You want to talk about onion rings? Fucking fantastic. We will be glad to talk to you about onion rings. I like onion rings. They're good. Yeah. When they're good, they're good. Yeah, so we are Dunyan rings about that subject. So let's move on to the next subject. Wow. Where <laughs> yeah, I know I'm on fire tonight. So um now we talked about where they can reach us on our website and where they can reach us on email. Uh we're gonna talk about where they could reach us individually now, and I think that would be Twitter. Now Matt, what's your handle on Twitter? My handle is Geekaid Matt. And and do me a favor, what's Dan and Evans while we're here? Uh Dan is at Geekade Dan. And uh, Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And of course, I, your your always faithful host of the Sometimes Paper Cuts podcast, can be reached at Kimono underscore Vestlord. Um, you can you can chat with us on there. You know, you could again, if you listen to an episode, you want to disagree with something we said, you want to agree, 
you want to show us this awesome variant cover you got, go ahead, do it on Twitter, man. We're we're always come on. They're probably agreeing. Yeah, they're you're, probably you're right. Agreeing. They are probably agreeing. Everyone has our taste because we're awesome. We have good taste. Oh no no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You know. Yeah, totally, Matt. Totally. Yeah, I I I agree with what you're saying right yeah. now. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. You know what else we can agree on, Matt? No, what? The show being over. I'm not sure if I agree. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. All right, guys. Uh, if, if you really want to uh, do us a favor or a flavor, a favor flavor or a flavor favor, you can always leave us a rating, a five-star. Yeah, a flavor favor. It's a super awesome favor. Anyway, you can always leave us a five-star reviewer rating on any of the podcast uh, stuff that you go to download this 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 podcast or episode, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon Podcast. We're on everything. Give us a five star review rating. Uh, we really do appreciate it. it. Helps us get higher in the rankings and has more people discover us. Uh, once again, uh, for everyone at the Paper Cuts Podcast, for Dan Ryan, for Matt Much, for Evan Goldstein, and for the best Lord Dean DeFalco, I'm Lucha Dan Dan Ryan. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>